Lord called Samuel a third time, he got up, went to Eli and said, you called me and here I am. Then Eli realized that it was the Lord who was calling the boy. So he said to him, go back to bed. And if he calls you again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. We serve a God of abundance, yet you're still living paycheck to paycheck. We serve a God of order, yet your house always seems to be a mess. You feel unappreciated and overwhelmed just trying to keep up. Does the noise of life drown out the voice of God? Hi, my name is Gina Morton, a Catholic wife, mom, and declutter coach. Welcome to Pruning to Prosper, the podcast where we talk about all the practical things to run your home smoothly. Clutter, money, mindset, and yes, Everyone still wants to eat, so we'll talk about that too. That nagging in your heart is God telling you he has more for you than just trying to keep up. If you're ready to get uncomfortable, get brave, and see what you can do, then grab your garden shears because you're about to prune away the stuff so you can prosper into the woman God has called you to be. Hello everyone and welcome back to Pruning to Prosper. I'm your host, Gina Morton. There are so many times that we pray and we just kind of wonder, are you there, God? It's me, Gina. And you just kind of wonder, is he listening? Is he answering? And I can tell you that, yes, he is always listening and he is always answering. He just might not answer you in a way that you expected. So today I'm going to talk to you about six different ways that God has answered my prayers in ways that I might not have expected. And maybe you have some stories of your own. So tomorrow I am hosting a live Zoom where I would love to meet you and have you come and share your stories of the different times and the different ways that God has answered your prayers. And I hope to get some funny stories out of it because I love hearing stories about God answering prayers. So that's going to be 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time tomorrow, July 21st. Uh, So join me. I will have the Zoom link in the show notes today. All right, cool. So I'm going to start with a quick little story. I love vocation stories. I love hearing about them from my priest friends and my sister friends that went to the convent. Um, But this is a quick one from a priest that we had at our church a few years ago. He went to college regular, uh, out of high school, went to college, no plans for seminary. I believe he was an accountant uh, after college and he'd been working as an accountant and it just wasn't fulfilling. And maybe he had contemplated the priesthood before, but I'm not totally sure. I forget, he told me the story a long, long time ago. Um, But I think he was praying more about it as the time went on and he was at a retreat standing in this long line to go to confession. And I think he had just been having this on his mind about, should I be a priest? And as he's standing in line for the confession, a little boy tugged on him and said, you should be a priest. And he's like, oh my gosh. (laughs) this little kid like an answer to prayer or what? So that's a lot of different ways that God will speak to you, but through other people, as in the opening Bible verse is probably one of the more common ways. All right. So let's get to it. How do you even know that it's God speaking to you, right? Because sometimes you 
think you want an answer so bad that you're looking desperately for clues that, oh, that's what God's saying to me. He's saying this for sure, for sure. But it can get confusing. So one of the ways is you have to know him. Just as if, let's imagine you're standing in a circle of women and your best friend's not there, but someone starts talking about your best friend and it's gossipy. And you're just thinking, she would never say that. That's not her at all, right? And the reason that you can say that's not her at all, this woman's making up this story, is because you know your best friend so well. That's the same with God. He longs to be your best friend. He, You were made in his image, and we are drawn to him always. Our entire life is us being pulled back to him. So how do you get to know him? It's just like, how do you get to know anybody? How do you get to know a best friend? You might start off as a new convert with just kind of like waving to him across the way and be like, okay, nice to meet you. You know, I'm a new convert here. Or maybe you're a cradle Catholic, but you never really got to know him. You know, a lot of times we just kind of go to church with our family, we get married, we baptize our kids, but sometimes it takes something really tragic to bring us closer to him, or you just decide that you want to go deeper into your faith. You know, that was me. Like, I'm not a theologian. I really don't know a ton about Catholicism, but I'm on this quest to get to know God more, and I hope that you'll come with me. So that's my first bit is get to know him and how you get to know him is you spend time with him every single day. You know, as the friendship grows with your best friend, you know, the girl that used to just wave to across the car line. Now, maybe you can't imagine a day that goes by that you're not calling her every day. You're texting 10 times a day, or you're just like sending little emojis about I'm thinking of you, or here's a funny thing that made me think of you, or you're sharing things from Facebook and private messages that you can't share in your public post, you know, those kind of things. That's God too. He wants to be part of your everyday life. All those little things he loves to hear about. He he loves you as much as you love your children. When your kids come to you with these little things that are huge to their day, like, oh my gosh, somebody stepped on my hand at recess and they're so mean. And you're like, no, they just accidentally stepped on your hand, but it's so big to them. And your heart breaks for them sometimes because you're just like, oh my gosh, my child, you know, it's, but you love to hear all those things. And he loves to hear all those things for me. Believe me, I pray about everything. I pray about a parking spot. I pray to get green lights. I pray that my gas gets to the gas or my car gets to the gas station on fumes because I'm one of those people that lets my car get down to zero and it says zero miles until empty. I'm one of those. So yeah, okay, I do that, but I'm also praying my way to the gas station too. He loves to hear from you all the time. So talk to him all day long, every day. Go to mass because you're going to hear his word. You're going to hear the homily. And did you ever just sit in church and you hear a homily that you're just looking around thinking, am I the only one here? Is this priest talking just to me? Yes, he is. He's talking to you because he's, he's getting his homily through the Holy spirit. You know, if he's prayed before he spoke that homily, then yes, he's, he's speaking to you message from God. 
you need to read the Bible. Every single day you need to spend time in God's word and you're going to know when something is not from God because it won't be in the Bible. It's just going to be a glaring, obvious, nope, not from him because you're going to know his word. And you just get to know him through the Bible, through going to mass, go to adoration, sit silently with him, you know, be still and know that I am God because you're going to hear from him when you're not distracted by the world. So sit and learn to enjoy the, the quiet that comes from adoration and hearing him. Um, and really just talking to him constantly. And he's going to answer you in funny ways. And like, I have like a little bit of an off sense of humor. Once you get to know me, <laughs> it's a little bit quirky, but I think God answers me in quirky sense of humor kind of ways, because that's just how I am. And he made me that way. So maybe that's the sense of humor that he enjoys the, that we have together. Right. I think that's how it works. So here are some ways that I've heard him answer my prayers. And when all else fails, my go-to prayer is God, please make it obvious. And that one has never failed me. All right. Number one, this is a bit old Testament, but I have actually heard God in a dream. And it was actually quite recently because I started this podcast and I just, there's not a lot of information that you can get from a podcast. I did YouTube for three years and you can get a lot of information from YouTube. Like what videos are being watched? What's the retention number? You know, like when are people dropping off? When are they losing interest? But I don't get any of that with podcasts. It's very much like, oh, out there, there, there. You know, you're not totally sure who's listening. You see the number of downloads, but you don't know anything about the numbers really. So it just wasn't growing fast enough or as fast as I thought it was going to grow. You know, you hear these stories of people that just explode overnight and it just, that's not how it was for YouTube for me. It's not how it's going with the podcast for me. And I was getting antsy about like, come on, God, like what, what's going on here? Come on. Like, you got to show me something. And I had a dream one night that was just so crystal clear. And I heard him say, go slow. And I woke up with such a sense of peace. And I will tell you, I have enjoyed this summer so much with my kids because I really don't feel anxious anymore about what the numbers are, how well or how not well I'm doing. I'm just enjoying the ride. And I really do believe that overnight success is not really good for any of us. So I have to just learn to be content with the slow journey that he has planned for me and that I'm going to be learning something as I go every step of the way. So, um, yeah, that's another reason why you should definitely hop on the zoom tomorrow because it's such a small group that I bet you there'll be like four or five women on there. So you get to know me, you get to know the other women that listen to the podcast. And um, it's always really fun to see who's, who stops in. And I feel like I've met people from all the corners of the United States and actually like many different countries too, just from doing this podcast. So it's been really fun. Okay. The other thing that was kind of funny way that God answered my prayer was I 
used to be a county planner. So I was coming from working for the public sector in Pennsylvania, um, up in the Poconos of Pennsylvania. And I, yeah, this is a whole nother long story, but I applied for a job as a pharmaceutical sales rep in New York City. So I was not very familiar with New York City at all. And uh, I was familiar with Philly because I grew up outside Philly, but New York and Philly are a whole different story. So I didn't know anything about staying at the hotel where the interview was going to be and getting that reimbursed. I had no clue about mileage reimbursement, hotel reimbursement, nothing like that. I called my friend Jill who had an apartment in Hoboken and I was like, can I crash on your floor because I've got this interview in Queens the next morning. So she's like, great, fine. So I didn't sleep at all because I was on her floor and I was so nervous about oversleeping that I really didn't sleep. And I give, I think I gave myself three hours to get across Manhattan and into Queens, which was probably overkill because I remember going through Midtown as the sun was rising. So I had tons of time to get there. However, this was 2001. So there was no map. Um, you know, I, I didn't even have a cell phone yet. There was no, I didn't own a cell phone yet. <laughs> so that's how far back this was. I had map quest pages printed off. It was probably 14 pages telling me how to get across Manhattan. And, um, you know, it was just different times. And I had a, a map of New York City, like a folded map. And that was it. There was no Siri telling me how to get across Midtown. So I managed to get across Manhattan and I get to Queens. And then there's highways. I don't know if you've ever been there, but there are some highways in New York. And the traffic is so bad that you're sitting in these lines of traffic. And I didn't know that, was I in the right line for the right highway? I don't know. So I remember sitting in this line of traffic probably for 20 minutes, maybe more. And I'm just, I'm getting sweats. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, it's really bumping up against the time that I should be there. Um, and I didn't, I don't like to arrive frazzled. I like to have plenty of time, but I was getting into frazzled time. Uh, and I didn't want to be late because I knew there was going to be a lot of competition. I think there were, there's probably over a hundred people applying for just a handful of jobs. So it was very competitive. And I thought if I'm late, I'm never going to get a call back again. Like there was just way too many people after these jobs that were qualified. So I didn't think late was going to be tolerated. So I'm getting very, very nervous. And I, I'm like, I'm not sure that this is the highway I even need to get onto. So I start praying and I say, God, I need your help. I need if I get to this interview, I know you're going to give me this job because I just feel it that I'm either not going to make it at all. And this is a door that's going to close or you're going to get me there. So if you want me to get this job, you need to help me get there. And I heard this voice that just said, look up. And I looked up into the sky and I saw an airplane and I was like, okay, it's an airplane. But then I realized the airplane was ascending as if it had just taken off just maybe a minute or so ago. And I thought, okay, 
I need to get to a hotel that is somehow either attached to LaGuardia Airport or affiliated because I think it had LaGuardia Airport in the title of the hotel. So I thought, okay, I got to get to this airport. That'll get me into the vicinity of wherever this is. So I looked up and the airplane had taken off from behind me. So I knew I was heading in the wrong direction. So I pulled a U-turn, got out of the line of traffic, and I started going the other way. And before I know it, I start seeing signs for LaGuardia Airport. And I thought, just follow signs to the airport. Just get as close to the airport as you can get. And then, worst case, you pull over, you ditch the car, and you catch a cab, and the cabbie will know how to get to this hotel. <laughs> so that was my plan. But I ended up making it there. And I made it in plenty of time and I got the job. So uh, that was God's one funny way to answer my prayer was to show me the airplane that was like, girl, you got to turn around. The next thing is other people. And sometimes it's good and sometimes it's bad. And one time when I was pregnant, might've been with, with my son, Teddy, I we definitely had one child already, my son, Charlie, um, when this opportunity came up. So where we live in Pennsylvania is very affordable. Where I grew up in Pennsylvania is not as affordable. So we probably couldn't have had a house as, as early as we had a house in our marriage if we moved where I, like outside Philly. But what the area where I grew up outside Philly, what it did offer was single sex high schools. So I went to a Mercy High School, all girls. My husband had gone to a Christian Brothers High School, all boys, uh, but he was from Baltimore. But at least the Philadelphia area offers tons of options for high schools. Where we live here, there are none. So we really thought we wanted that for our oldest son. And we just didn't know how to be able to live in that area, afford that area and have our son there. But we got this opportunity, I don't know how it came about, but it was to live in an historic home really close to where my parents lived. And we would be the caretakers of this home. And I think we had to pay rent. It was maybe $600. It was a really low rent, but we would be selling our house and going back to being renters. So it was a huge decision all in the name of getting closer to where we actually wanted to live and raise our kids. So we really prayed about it. We went down to visit the house. We met with the woman that was from this board. It was a nonprofit that owned this house. And we met with this woman that was on the board. And I love the mission behind this nonprofit. I was really excited to get involved with it and take it to a whole nother level, which they weren't expecting from the caretakers. So we were immediately at the top of their list for candidates that wanted to live in this house. So we were chosen and we had to make our decision. And I really just didn't know what to do. You know, we'd already lived probably three years in our house at that time. And I loved our house. I loved where we lived. Um, so I was just like, God, you have to make this obvious. Like I need to talk to this woman uh, and give her my answer. Please, please make it obvious. And one of the things she had asked us when we took the tour of the house was how many children we expected to have, because we already had one. And I think we may have had two, 
or I was pregnant, but it was clear that we weren't done having children, I guess. And I was like thinking, first of all, it's none of your business how many kids we're going to have. And secondly, I'm going to have as many as God wants me to have, not how many are going to fit in your house, you know? (laughs) So, and it was a two-year commitment. So, you know, I was like, I don't know about this kind of a red flag going up. So as I talked to her on the phone, I just kept praying, make it obvious, make it obvious, God. And I had questions for her that I needed answers to. Like we had financial questions that we needed answers to, and they weren't being totally upfront with us. And instead of being kind and offering to find out the answers, she was just yelling. She was yelling at me. And the more she yelled at each of my questions, the more I praised God, because I just thought, thank you, thank you, thank you for not letting us make this huge mistake. So that's another way that he has answered my prayers was through not so kind ways, but a way that I needed it to be told to me. You know, sometimes God gets your attention in a way that he knows you need it. And I needed to hear it in this pretty harsh way. So I was very grateful for that way. The other way God has answered my prayers is with a yes, but not on your terms. And the first two episodes of this podcast, I tell the story of my son, Teddy. So I'll just quickly say that I already had had my son, Charlie. Then I had a miscarriage and I was pregnant with our third child. And it was the year of St. Paul. And I was in my backyard praying for another son. I really wanted to be the mom of boys. I always imagined I would have two boys and it was the year of St. Paul. So I said, God, if you give me another son, I will name him Paul. (laughs) And so I did get another son. We named him Theodore Paul. However, he arrived to us on God's terms and that was with leukemia. And it was a short little life of four months. But let me tell you, That child and the experience we had with those four months set us on a whole different path. Um, It changed my faith. It changed our marriage. It changed my mothering. It changed um, everything about me. And for that reason and for the relationship I have with God, I wouldn't change any of it. As hard as it is to hear, I, I... I trust in God's plan wholeheartedly. And um, so, yeah, that was another way that he answered our prayers, but just not how we thought. The other way God has answered my prayers was with just the waiting game. The answer might be yes, but it might not be now. So I think the most obvious example for me would be that I was ready to be married with children in high school. I've always just that since I could walk and knew what a mom was and a wife was, I was like, that's me. I want to be a a wife and a mom. And I went to a high school that was very, um, you know, it was an all girls Catholic high school. So it was very much about us being leaders and um, having, you know, phenomenal jobs and making our mark on the world. So I always kind of thought that when the nuns asked, what do you want to be? Like the right answer was like, Senator, lawyer, (laughs) you know, but really in my heart of hearts, I wanted to be a mom. That was all I ever wanted. So, you know, the, the, the downside is I needed to find a husband too. So, uh, 
that didn't happen until I was 25. But I'll tell you, we just got home from the beach and I was looking at my husband out there surfing with my brother-in-law. And I'll tell you, God's timing is always so perfect. And he answered my prayer that I got to be a wife and a mom, but it was just a little bit of a wait, but it was so much better. As I'm watching my husband surf, I realized I not only got the husband of my dreams, I got the in-laws of my dreams. Like I got the best mother and father-in-law. I got two awesome sister-in-laws and I got the baby brother I've always wanted. And I call my little brother-in-law little one because he's, I mean, he towers over me, but he's just the best little brother. And I, when I was watching them all this past week at the beach, I was just like, my heart was so full. So that was another way was yes, but you wait your turn, girl. And the final way that I'm going to tell you is another example of God answering a prayer through other people, but in a kind way. So I had done the YouTube for about three years and it was just okay. The whole point of the YouTube was to promote my decluttering business. And I would use the videos to kind of, if a woman called me and was overwhelmed, I would try to direct her to, to a video and say like, okay, if you want to get started before I get, I get there, you can watch this video and da, 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 da. But I came to realize that um, my clients were too busy to watch videos and they didn't want to get started without me. And I never got a real life client from any YouTube at all. I made some great friends. I had some great conversations, um, but really anyone that has ever joined a program or coaching has not come from YouTube. So I was getting these inklings that I should start a podcast. One, I don't watch YouTube. So why I was on YouTube, I don't know, but I listen to podcasts all the time. So that should have been my first clue was that like, you're not even on the medium that you listen to and love. So I'm thinking like, is this the world's way of me making money is to do a podcast? Is this Satan's way? Is this God's way? I don't know. So I prayed about it for a long, long time. Should I start this podcast? Should I start this podcast? It's a whole nother thing. The learning curve seemed to go straight up into the sky. And I didn't know that I had the energy to learn a whole new thing. I just really didn't feel like doing that. <laughs> so I just was praying constantly, God, you know, show me if this podcast thing is the way to go and make it obvious because I was getting dribs and drabs of answers of yes, do this, but it wasn't a clear yes. And one morning I was very specifically saying, I don't know if my voice is too annoying for a podcast because I don't think any people, I don't think anyone really likes the sound of their own voice, but I was like, oh, Gina, your voice is so annoying. No one wants to listen to you on a podcast. So I was going to get my waxing done. I go every month to get waxing done. That's all we need to say about that. And I have this sweet girl, Jen, who does my waxing. And I don't know how long I've been going to her. Maybe it's been a year, but she's just precious. And she's part waxer, part therapist. And I just love her. 
And as she's escorting me down the hallway to go to the room, she stops me and she's like, Gina, I just have to tell you, you have such a great voice. And I was like, wait, why are you saying this? And she's like, I don't know. I just wanted to tell you. And I was like, no, why are you saying this today? And she's like, well, I've been meaning to tell you for the past couple of times, but I just keep forgetting to tell you. But I just wanted to let you know that I think you have a great voice. And I said, Jen, you were an answer to prayer today because I was just praying about my voice and is it annoying? And should I start this podcast? And she's like, yes, you should. And so I wanted to finish on that story because Jen listens. So thank you, Jen, so much, because if it wasn't for you and you being the mediator between my prayers and God, um, who knows if I would have taken the plunge into this podcasting. So anyway, guys, thanks for listening. That's my six different ways that God has answered my prayers. I have a ton of other ways and I'm sure you do too. So hop on the Zoom tomorrow and let me hear your different ways that God has answered your prayers. And we can just boost one another up in prayer and stories and all the love. Have a great day. And I will see you hopefully tomorrow on the Zoom. And if not, join me on Saturday for a five minute declutter with me. Take care. Hello ladies, I'm so excited to announce that this fall I'll be conducting another round of my signature coaching course, Pruning to Prosper. It's an eight-week group coaching course where we dive deep into the woman God is calling you to be. We spend the first week talking about who you're called to be and the next seven weeks really doing the work of decluttering, budgeting, meal planning, implementing routines, finding your tribe, working on mindset, talking about abundance, and sharing your gifts. If this sounds like something you would love to be part of, please click on the link in the show notes to be added to my waitlist, and you'll be the first to know when the doors open. Have a great day.